Welcome to My Cousin Jane, a podcast about Jane Austen and her works, with your host, Lee Phelan. Hey, everybody, welcome to the inaugural episode of My Cousin Jane. I'm super excited to have this chance to talk about Jane Austen and her works. So, whether you're already a huge Jane Austen fan, just starting out with Jane Austen, or maybe you stumbled across this podcast by accident and thought it was some new age punk band, uh, I hope you learned something and come away uh, with a more enriched and deepened understanding of Jane Austen's writing. So, just a little bit about me. I started listening to Jane Austen on audio, uh, in audiobook format, about 10 years ago when I was in graduate school. And I, since then, have listened to and read multiple times all of her uh, completed works. I haven't read her uh, kind of fragment works, but I love British history. I'm by no means an expert, um, but I do enjoy reading about it and learning about it and sharing it with people, uh, especially my own family. So the goal of the podcast is not so much to do like a literary analysis of the deeper ethos of Jane Austen, but uh, it's kind of like a fun uh, deleted scenes bonus features sort of vibe. Um, We're going to go book by book, chapter by chapter, um, and just look at what a little bit, just a brief overview of what's going on just as a refresher, and then just talk about some of the interesting kind of side notes that uh, will kind of just bring a little more color, a little more depth to the story. Now, um, when I was thinking about which order to go in, I thought maybe I could go chronologically as to when the books were published or uh, when she wrote them. But then I decided I would just start with Persuasion because that's my favorite. And then we'll kind of go from there. Now, the podcast, it's called My Cousin Jane because Jane Austen is actually my cousin. I was doing some family history work a little while ago, and I discovered that I'm actually related directly to Jane Austen on her mother's side. Now, when I say directly, uh, take that with a bit of a grain of salt, because as you might suspect, if you know anything about genealogy, uh, the further back you go, kind of the easier it is to say you're related to basically anybody. And in fact, Jane Austen is my eighth cousin, six times removed on her mother's side. So I could have easily called the podcast Our Cousin Jane because, frankly, she is probably everybody's cousin at some point. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought she wouldn't have said Our Cousin Jane. She would have said My Cousin Jane because that's how she wrote. And so that's what I call the podcast. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and just jump right into Persuasion Chapter 1. So just as a brief overview, this is kind of an interesting chapter. It opens with like a little... Uh, family history uh, about Sir Walter Elliot and his family. It just kind of lays out that he's got three daughters. His wife has passed away, so he's a widower. Um, he's dirt poor because he's super deep in debt. Now, when we say dirt poor, it's like, you know, Regency, you know, landed gentry dirt poor. He's got this huge estate and all these servants and, you know, all this land, but he's super in debt, right? And so throughout this chapter, he's trying to think of ways that that they can kind of get out of this predicament. We're going to talk about that. But persuasion takes place. So kind of our first segment here, we're going to talk about the time and place of persuasion. And then we're going to talk a little bit for our second segment about Sir Walter's rank in British society. And then uh, our third segment, we're going to talk about his financial situation. So the time period, this takes place in the summer of 1814. And the time period is really important because this is kind of the tail end of the Napoleonic Wars. 
And while Jane Austen doesn't talk a lot about war and politics in her book, she does kind of paint this picture of how these kind of external events affected, you know, especially the common country family life, especially the women. And we're going to see that in Persuasion. And Jane, she had uh, two brothers who were in the Navy, um, who, and one of which uh, became Lord Admiral of the Navy when he retired, which was, we'll talk more about that in a future episode. So she was very familiar with the battles, the naval battles, at least, of the Napoleonic era. And so this takes place right just about at the end of the Napoleonic War. Napoleon's in exile. His fleet has been wiped out at the Battle of Trafalgar. He's in exile. And this is right before the Hundred Days War when he comes back. And so this is a time period of relative peace for uh, the British. And the location, it takes place in Somersetshire. Now, if you go on a map and look for Somersetshire, you won't find it because in our day, uh, the county is called Somerset. Uh, many of the southwestern and southeastern counties of England dropped the Shire suffix kind of in later times. And depending on where you're from, so we lived in Cambridge for a couple of years, our family, and it was in the, the city of Cambridge, it was in the county of Cambridgeshire. And if you, depending on where you are from, uh, people would either say Cambridgeshire, some people would say Cambridgeshire, Cam some people would say Cambridgeshire, uh, depending on if you are from the north of England, the south of England, or around the London area. But we're just going to say Somersetshire because that's the pronunciation of the suffix that I'd always kind of been introduced to at the beginning. But all of them, all of those suffixes, what, however you say it, it just mean, literally means county, which is just an area kind of overseen by an earl, basically. All right, so the second thing I want to talk about is Sir Walter Elliot. Now, what's interesting about him is that, you know, he's super vain and proud, right? And his oldest daughter, Elizabeth, is basically just the female version of Sir Walter. So at the beginning of the novel, um, at the opening, Elizabeth is 29. And so, you know, the obsession with age and physical appearance, you know, kind of reveals just kind of a little bit about her concerns because, you know, to be an unmarried 29-year-old woman in that time period was pretty alarming. And especially since... Uh, the estate was going to be inherited by someone else, someone she had tried to court indirectly through her father's influence, and that just didn't work out. And we're going to talk more about that in the future. But what's also interesting is that Sir Walter, his obsession with rank and position in society is very uh, just, you know, Jane Austen always writes with kind of this kind of satirical light, right? And she just kind of wants to point out hypocrisy and satire, especially social satire. And so the peerage ranks in the United Kingdom, you have the upper class aristocracy, you know, you've got the monarchy, which are kind of their own thing. And then you've got the peerage and the peerage consists of dukes and the marquis and the earl and the viscount and the baron in that order. And then below that is like a whole different social class, which is what we would call the gentleman or the landed gentry. And basically if you own land, and did not have to work for a living, then you were part of this kind of middle-class aristocracy, so to speak. And they would typically earn their money uh, through tenant farmers who would be renting their land and paying them uh, rents for that. Now, Sir Walter did have a title, a title that was a, what we call a heritable title, and so it could be passed on to uh, his son, 
or to the next heir of the estate. And But Sir Walter's title was baronet rather than baron. And a baronet is basically just one step above knight. And so if you think about Sir William Lucas in Pride and Prejudice, he was a knight. And Sir Walter was just one rank in society above that. And in fact, most of the aristocracy kind of looked down on the class of baronet in general. It had been created specifically uh, by King James to raise money. And so there really weren't any great honors with being a baronet. If you were part of the peerage, there were certain uh, legal rights you had uh, regarding trial and precedence and things like that. But baronets didn't come with any of that. Basically, it was just a title that you could pass on to your children and technically you ranked above knights, but nobody really cared. And so Sir Walter is, it's just kind of ironic that he is so obsessed with rank while possessing what is essentially like the lower middle class rank of the aristocracy. So when the story opens, we have Sir Walter, as we said, deeply in debt, and he's trying to figure out what to do. So he goes to his daughter, Elizabeth, and this is just really interesting. We're going to listen to a clip from an audiobook version done by Karen Savage for LibriVox. So if you're not familiar with LibriVox, LibriVox.org, it's a great website. They take audiobooks or they take books that are in the public domain and volunteer narrators create audiobook versions of those books and release those into the public domain. And so for any given book that has its copyright has expired, you can find several different versions done by different narrators, sometimes by themselves, sometimes with a cast doing like a uh, dramatized version. But This version that we're going to listen to is done by Karen Savage, who's actually a professional audiobook narrator, but who did quite a bit of uh, volunteer work for LibriVox. And so we're going to uh, use that version of Persuasion whenever we need to listen to a clip. So here is Elizabeth trying to decide what she should do to help her father save money and get out of debt. It had not been possible for him to spend less. He had done nothing but what Sir Walter Elliot was imperiously called on to do. But blameless as he was, he was not only growing dreadfully in debt, but was hearing of it so often that it became vain to attempt concealing it longer, even partially from his daughter. He had given her some hints of it the last spring in town. He had gone so far even as to say, "'Can we retrench? Does it occur to you that there is any one article in which we can retrench?' And Elizabeth, to do her justice, had, in the first ardour of female alarm, set seriously to think what could be done." and had finally proposed these two branches of economy, to cut off some unnecessary charities, and to refrain from new furnishing the drawing-room, to which expedients she afterwards added the happy thought of their taking no present down to Anne, as had been the usual yearly custom. So, Elizabeth's three great ideas for saving money. Number one, let's stop giving money to charity. Maybe we should not refurnish the drawing-room. And... You know, why waste all the money giving a Christmas present to Anne? Okay, so that just about wraps up everything we want to talk about. I'll just uh, point out there are a couple more side characters who are in this chapter who are introduced here. Uh, Mr. Shepard, who's the land agent, who plays kind of a minor role. But his daughter becomes important, and we'll we'll talk about her in the next chapter, along with Mr. Elliot, who is the heir presumptive, meaning that he is presumably going to inherit if nothing else happens. And that becomes an important point in the novel. So we'll talk about that next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, As I said at the beginning, I am by no means a Jane Austen literary expert. My uh, academic background is in computational genetics, which is the application of statistics and computer science to biology problems. So I am not 
a, a Jane Austen academic, but I do really enjoy learning about British history and Jane Austen in particular. So if you spotted something I said that was off or left out something that you think is critically important to Persuasion Chapter 1, please let me know. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to help support the show, please head over to leefalen.com slash mycousinjane, sign up for our newsletter, or click on the little donate button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening.